It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hello, this is Justin Williams with the Wolfpacker Podcast. I'm joined today, as always, by co-host and editor of thewolfpacker.com, Matt Carter. And today we are joining you to talk about NC State basketball's first ACC win this season. Yes, it's an exciting moment for the Wolfpack team, a moment Fans have been waiting for after a five-game losing streak. NC State goes up to Blacksburg and beats Virginia Tech on the road. 68-63 last night. NC State's first quad one win of the season. NC State's first win in Blacksburg since 2014. And it ends a three-game losing streak in ACC play, or I guess four if you're counting ACC tournament last year against Syracuse. But uh Before we get started, Matt, um, just a quick reminders for the listeners and viewers at home. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, everywhere you listen to podcasts. Plus, you can always watch us on YouTube, where you should please subscribe to our YouTube channel and give this video a thumbs up. Also, head over to thewolfpacker.com right now and take advantage of a special deal. For just a dollar, you can get a premium subscription to the on free network, which includes the wolfpacker.com get a year's worth of premium NC state athletics content for just a dollar for just a dollar. So just head over there right now, take advantage of that deal. It's not going to be around forever. We just got into the new year, Matt. So wouldn't be surprised to see that promo code go away here soon. So you better act quickly. Okay. Matt, speaking of the new year, we're entering 2022 NC state, Basketball is officially undefeated on the road in 2022. It's a new chapter for NC State basketball. Matt, NC State picks up a win. I know fan frustration has been building. I know probably player frustration has been building. I'm sure this has been frustrating for Coach Keats and his staff. What happened last night that allowed NC State to pick up its first I think it's his first true road win, right, Matt? Has NC State picked up a true road win yet to date? I can't think of one. That was it. First true road win, first ACC win, uh, second win against a Power 5 opponent, probably first against, you know, a a team ranked in the the net above 100. So That's for sure. (laughs) So, I mean, really, NC State's only quality win to date. But what happened last night, Matt? What was the difference – that allowed NC State to come out on top. And I, I hate to be uh, glass half. It might sound glass half empty, but honestly, I think Virginia Tech just missed some shots. And and I think that's what, um, you know, you look at There's been a lot of talk about NC State not being able to finish basketball games. You know, had the lead against Louisville uh, with about three minutes left. I think they were up by four and they don't score again the rest of the game. Certainly had a double-digit lead against Purdue with like five or six minutes left in that game. Lose it in overtime. 
led most of the Miami game, and I think they had a five or seven point lead or something like that when Miami went on an eighteen to two run. It was like five or six minutes left. Uh, Florida State had a, a seven point lead, I think, or something like that, with ten or eleven minutes left. Took the lead with less than two minutes left after blowing that lead, and you don't finish it out. I think Florida State went on like a 9-3 run to finish the game or something to that effect. So um, you, you look at those games. I think those teams make, started making shots. And you look at the five-game losing streak, every team was shooting above 50%. So obviously some of that is NC State defense. But issues with the defense where they might miss Manny Bates and the rim protection. Uh, and some of it, those were good teams making shots. And right now, Louisville's undefeated, by the way, in the ACC. And by the way, Miami's undefeated in the ACC. Two of the four undefeated teams in the ACC, and Florida State is 2-1 and one in the ACC. So the combined record is like 10-1 and one or something. Although they did, they did get hammered by Wake Forest last night. They did get hammered by Wake Forest on the road. But still. It's, um, just, the, it's just one of those years, Matt. It's just – yeah. Every but night, wonder, Wake, Forest, Wake Forest might be a top half of the ACC team too. Yeah. Um, so I think NC State. I've always thought that NC State has a very front-loaded ACC schedule, and that's relative because this year the ACC sucks. I get it, but it's still a very front-loaded ACC schedule and a much more forgiving back half ACC schedule, and. And so they just had had issues closing out games. And frankly, I think Virginia Tech missed shots last night. Uh, finally, a team that wasn't making the, most of their shots. And that opened the door for NC State to finish the game. I don't think NC State did anything much different from what they'd done previously. It's just you know, the other team wasn't matching NC State. They've been playing hard. They've been playing well. They're right there. The other team's been making shots until last night. Yeah, it's not that it's not that the intensity on the defensive end is lacking. It's it's just that you know it, you're you're using a band aid to cut to to cover a, a bigger wound than you know really that band aid is is capable of covering, and you know using a combination of Ebenezer Duana. And Ernest Ross didn't see Jalen Gibson last night in the rotation. Um, although he has been, you know, frequently in the rotation as one of the bigs. I don't know, Matt, was there anything, was he like on protocol or anything? Or was that a coach's decision? To not uh, I mean, that was the decision they had actually done that with the Miami game. when they made the switch from Ross to Gibson. And then for whatever reason in Florida State, they went back to Gibson over Ross which was coming after the press conference was over. I was like, why didn't we ask about uh, – why didn't I ask about why Ross didn't play instead and back to, when they went back to Gibson? Um, but, yeah, I think that might be something you're looking at more frequently here. I think you might be seeing kind of a switch in the rotation. Ross coming in more at the backup big. And it may be matchup-based when the other team doesn't have a a big – strong kind of physical big guy and, and Ross can more hold up defensively. Uh, you might see that more often. Well, you know, Ross is, is very undersized, you know, when, when matched up against a physical big ACC caliber, you know, power forward or center. 
But Ernest Russ is probably the most athletic player on the roster. And that's saying something when you have a roster that includes Darion Sebron. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you saw it last night come out with that dunk. That was kind of, I guess, his, uh, his uh, welcoming call, if you will, or I guess his first big NC State moment coming in a win, getting that dunk in transition. He played a solid 15 minutes, I thought. I thought he played really solid you know, defense for his size. I mean, Virginia Tech's got pretty solid bigs with the Luma and Mutz. So, you know, I mean, for NC, yes, the Hokies had to to miss plenty of shots, um, and they did, especially in the first half. I mean, there's that one stretch where they got multiple offensive rebounds. I think they missed three or four threes on a single possession. Um, Virginia Tech was not in rhythm. It looked like a team that had not played in two weeks, which it hadn't. And it's a team that hadn't played at home in nearly a month at that point. But you know what? Good for NC. That doesn't take anything away from NC State because on one hand, yes, I don't think it's, I don't think it's fair to credit NC State's defense for shutting down Virginia Tech. I mean, you want to ask what the difference is between this game and the other ACC games. Here are the points that NC State's opponents have scored in, in the last handful of ACC games. We'll start with Miami, December 29th. Miami scored 91 points. Florida State scored 83 points. Virginia Tech scored 63. Virginia Tech, obviously, the outlier there in the sense that, you know, it's it's hard to beat a team that scores 80 points, especially when you're limited on playmakers. Now, another element of last night, your three best players played like your three best players. Jericho Helms, Darion Sebron, Jaquavion Smith, all in double figures. They combined for, let's see, I'm doing the quick mental math here, uh, 53 points. They all nearly played nearly 40 minutes, all shot pretty efficiently from the field, all you know contributed in other facets of the game, both with all of them with multiple offensive rebounds. Um but is this maybe a potential recipe that NC State can replicate, Matt? Are there some things that maybe NC State can do moving forward that worked well in this game? Or did you think it was simply an off night for Virginia Tech and a good night for NC State? We'll have to see. I mean, look, NC State's been right there, right? So they've been right there in a lot of these games. And I tell people, you know, I've been one of those that kind of been harping on the inability to finish games probably earlier than a lot of people were catching on to it. Um. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I I think some of that is you have to go back and look at who those teams are. I think NC, you have to accept what NC State is. It is a team that has some fairly noticeable, significant shortcomings. It's not a good shooting team. It shot the ball better lately, um, but this is still one of the poorest shooting teams an NC State in recent history. It is a team that doesn't necessarily, by the nature of Kevin Keach's defense, it'll give up higher field goal percentages because they, they take gambles, they go for deflections, they try to get steals. So 
more than the forcing turnovers, which is kind of a trade-off. They're going to always kind of be among the league leaders if everything goes right and forcing turnovers and steals. And, but the, uh, the sacrifice is, is you're going to give up a higher field goal percentage. Part of it, too, is they also try to run teams off the three-point line. Um, it's not a good rebounding team. You know, you're not a good shooting team. You're not a good rebounding team. You don't have an interior score. Um, you, know, you generally are going to give up a higher field goal percentage. That's a lot of shortcomings, right? And I don't think we saw any of that fixed in one night or flip. But it is a team that has – if Quavion Smith can keep playing and shooting like he's playing, then that's a big if. Justin knows me. I'm the old guy on the lawn who's not the big freshman guy. Uh, at some point, Quavion Smith is probably going to hit a stretch where he's shooting 25% over a four-game period or something like that, or 30% over a four-game period. It's going to become very difficult unless somebody like a Cam Hayes or maybe a Casey Morsell, Rhea Moses, or Thomas Allen gets hot for a few games. That's going to be very difficult to overcome. But when Quavion's on his game, Having Tebron and Smith on the perimeter is a very good one-two punch. Um, and they give you a chance because not a lot of ACC teams can boast that caliber of dynamic scoring ability uh, on the perimeter. But, yeah, look, I think the saving grace above all is that this is not a good ACC. I mean, we talked about Louisville being undefeated, but – same Louis in the conference, that same Louisville team lost to Western Kentucky and probably should have lost to NC State. Um, so uh, Duke is the only team left on NC State's schedule that I know NC State will lose to. Yeah, I'm not, I mean, look, I watched Duke last night, I know they were coming out of a break, they're tremendously talented, but they're not a juggernaut, they're nowhere near close to the, to the mm, Duke. Team, I just so. feel like physically they. It's a tough matchup. It's a tough matchup. But they're not a juggernaut. I'm just telling you that right now. They are not a, a, a juggernaut. They're not the 99 Duke team with Elton Brown that went undefeated in the ACC. That was a bad ACC, too. But that Duke team was damn good, and they were destroying teams on a nightly basis by, like, 25, 30 points. This is not that Duke type of juggernaut. Where I know well, a lot of people kind of comparing that, where down ACC – Great Duke. They're going to go like they did, the undefeated, the only undefeated ACC season. I just don't see that. Now, it's a hard matchup for NC State. But on the flip side of that, Justin, there's not a game you can point to and say NC State's definitely going to win that game. No. And that's no. So you're good. that's why you're going to have a lot of topsy turvy ACC action this year. And I think, I honestly, you know what? I like NC State's chances at Pitt. I feel like that's I, a game I, NC State should win. Nah, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh like NC State. I'm saying they should win, yeah. But go look at Pittsburgh's losses. They're, they're a lot like NC State where they have lost some, an unusual amount of games where they were leading or had to lead and blew it in the last five minutes of the game. And that's a totally new roster. So it's not surprising that earlier in the season – they kind of struggle to get that, but lately they've been playing better and they, you know, they nearly took Notre Dame out at home and they did beat a decent team at home fairly recently too. 
So well, say what you want about this NC State squad. They are going to keep it interesting all season long. I think they're in, you know, that's the main for me. And, you know, everyone's entitled to their own opinions, but I think more NC State fans would be of the belief that considering the circumstances, the, how we're grading Kevin Keats this year is how this team competes down the stretch. Can it stay competitive? Can it stay motivated to compete and win? They easily could have given up hope last night after getting it what seemed like a 10 point lead multiple times. I mean, this was talk about a game of runs. I mean, NC state would go on a run, take a lead that you thought, okay, maybe they can build on this. And then Virginia tech would come back with the exact same run. It'd be like an eight Oh run and then an eight Oh run. And then Virginia tech would tie the game. Virginia tech never really took a controlling lead. I think the most they led by was about three or four points. NC state on the other hand had a 10 point lead in the first half, but NC state stayed with it. They fought back. They didn't, they didn't give up. They easily could have. They could have just accepted a fourth ACC loss. But we'll say, Matt, you mentioned NC State's not a good shooting team. It helps when you hit 38% of your shots from, from three-point land and you outshoot Virginia Tech from the perimeter. You outscore them by three, nine of 24 from beyond the arc. 44% overall, still a better percentage than Virginia Tech's 30, 43%. And also a weird stat. NC State out-rebounding Virginia Tech, 36-26 last night. And a lot of that on the offensive glass, 14-8 NC State advantage on the offensive glass. And how many they outscored Virginia Tech 16-11 in 60 uh, second-chance points. So a lot of that Darion Sebron. I remember an Evie Duwana late-minute putback bucket that was big. Although there's a couple of those putbacks late, Matt, where I'm thinking – just hang on to the ball. You bought yourself another 24 seconds. Throw it out, swing it around, make Virginia Tech value, but you'll take the points nonetheless. Uh, let's give out game balls, shall we, before we before we head out and break up this meeting? Was there anything else you wanted to mention, Matt? No, I think the next – big picture-wise, I think the next four games will be crucial. I mean, eventually they can find a way to kind of – I've always said this. It is a front-loaded schedule. Um, kind of the next. Can you build some momentum off of this? That include really the next five games. Are kind of you know four or five games are kind of crucial. What can they emerge from that? Because it does set up in February where you start getting a lot of home games. You start getting some of those lesser teams in the ACC like Pitt, Georgia Tech, Boston College. Um. You know, that's when the schedule starts setting up. But can you come out of the Clemson at Louisville at Duke and the rematch with Virginia Tech in the next four games in the next two weeks? If you can come out of that two and two, um, then you can, you know, look to see what kind – to me, that kind of big picture wide. I'm not always doing NCAA tournament appearances or what have you, but I'm just thinking ACC standings, where they can finish in the league, how things will set up going into February. I think the next couple of weeks are going to be crucial in that regard. Well, we will see, Matt, do we want to give out uh game ball, I guess for last night, we don't, we don't do post game reflections podcast for every basketball game. This will probably be more of a weekly or bi-weekly type situation with the podcast, but it's NC state's first ACC win. Why don't we give out some game balls? 
All right, thank you. Easy one, obviously. Delion Shibon, who Can we just give him the, the game ball of the season? Honestly, and if, you, um, if you're being fair about it, I'm number one that said the uh, ACC most valuable player, a player of the year has to come from the best team. Um, so if we're being honest about the situation, I think I have to make the strong case to Shibon right now to be ACC player of the year. Um, third in the ACC in scoring, he's first in rebounding, top 10 in assist and field goal percentage. He's just outside the top 10 in steals per game. Averaging a double-double. He had another double-double last night. Team can't guard him one-on-one um, because he has a knack for finishing shots, tougher shots than most people can finish. Um, and he's hit a couple three-pointers the last couple games. If he starts doing that consistently, it's a game-changer. Um, but I'm not necessarily counting on it. I'm just saying it would be a game changer every day. But um, I think, I mean, he's certainly first-team All-ACC, and he should be a unanimous first-team All-ACC guy. But if you were to have a conversation of two months to go and we're two months into the season, two months to go, midway point, ACC player of the year, I think Seabon should deserve a lot of uh, consideration. I fear that Paolo Bancaro at Duke is going to have the edge because of the name and because of what you said, Matt. Duke is going to win the ACC this year. But I agree with you. Darion Sebron has his play thus far is deserving of ACC Player of the Year. It's very Justin Champagny-esque compared to last year uh, when Champagny was averaging a double-double and led the league in both scoring and rebounding. Not many folks have done that. Um, and the scariest part about Sebron is – there's still a ton of room for growth for improvement too. Uh, so, you know, I mean, if he continues on this trajectory, we could be talking about our next pack pro uh, potentially in the, if he, if he develops a jump shot, I mean, he, he's got NBA finishing ability. He's got an NBA body. Can he defend on that level? We'll see. But uh, that's another topic for another day. I'll give my game ball to Jericho Hellums. You know, I think he's had a, a little bit of a struggle uh, early on this season. Been the senior guys looked at as supposed to be the leader of this team. I still think he is. I still think he is the emotional leader of this team. The guys rally around him. Uh, and last night he played really well when it most ma- when it mattered the most. I mean, I'll give Terquavion Smith more game balls down the road. I think he played great. He probably played a little bit better than Helms. But you need all three. If Helms doesn't play well. If it's just Smith and Sebron, I still don't think that's enough to win a game. Like, you need all three because beyond that, where are you getting, your, where are you getting the production? Where, where is it coming from? It, it's not walking through that door anytime soon. So that, that's the formula for NC State. Uh, got to get those three guys all engaged, and, and you got to find a way to make it a cold shooting night for the opponent because – very rarely are you going to see NC State out shoot and out rebound a team like it did last night. But good for the Wolfpack. We'll be back in action on Saturday against Clemson. Uh, last time, did Clemson play in PNC Arena last season? Uh, There's so much about last season. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, the last time Clemson went to, to, to Raleigh was the Braxton Beverly shot. Might have been. been. Might have been. So anyways, uh, that's going to do it for this podcast. Remember to follow us on social media. You can follow our main account at the Wolfpacker on Twitter, and you can follow me personally at Justin H. Will. 
Uh, remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you listen to us for an Apple, Spotify, Google Play, everywhere you listen to podcasts. Plus, you can always watch us on YouTube where you should subscribe to our YouTube channel. Give this video a thumbs up and drop a comment while you're at it. Head over to thewolfbacker.com right now and take advantage of a special deal the On3 Network has going on right now. For just $1, you can get a year's worth of premium subscription to the On3 Network, which includes thewolfpacker.com and the great work that Matt Carter does on the NC State beat. So head over to thewolfpacker.com right now. Take advantage of that special deal. Pull out your wallet. Give the dollar. Enjoy your premium Wolfpack subscription and be informed. Be an informed NC State fan. That's what you want to be. So anyways, that's going to do it for this podcast. NC State fans, hang in there. We're going to keep watching basketball. We're going to keep talking about it. So we're ready to go. And Oh, by the way, hoops fans, women's hoops this Thursday, big one, UNC coming to Reynolds. UNC's undefeated. So let's see if NC State can hand the Tar Heels their first loss of the season in women's basketball. All right, that's going to do it. So thank you very much. This has been the Wolfpacker Podcast. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.